Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. Today's gonna be a good one. It is all about adulting. We'll use that term loosely. I still just feel like I'm running around unsupervised and I should have some sort of guidance. And granted, I totally do. Like my parents are literally just a phone call away. I was just texting with my dad before I started recording this episode. But I just feel like I don't know, living on your own as a young adult is weird. College is one thing because you have your house to go back to and there's like set breaks and you know that you're going to go back home for summer. But then once you get a job, it's like, oh, I'm going to go home for Christmas and then there's no such thing as summer vacation and your furniture isn't at the house that you grew up in. So like it kind of doesn't feel like home. It's really strange. Growing up is weird. And that is the theme of today's episode. So if you're anything like me, you're going to love this episode. If you're in college about to graduate, you're going to love this episode. Even if maybe you don't fit into either of those categories, hopefully you take something away from this episode. I asked you guys in the group chat to prompt me with questions and I pulled out five kind of like over arching themes that I think a lot of people were curious about or things that just I got lots of questions about or things that are kind of common questions that I figured that I would talk about today. So if you aren't already in the group chat, you totally should join. It's kind of just a home for 8020 listeners and we've got tons of different rooms that you guys can hang out in, chat in. I was just reading a little bit this afternoon. Someone was asking for like breakup advice and a bunch of you were supporting her and just like sending her all kinds of love and support and like wisdom. So that was super cool. Um, But yeah, there's tons of different rooms. There's one for like get inspired where people post quotes. There's one about entrepreneurship and working a nine to five. There's one about workouts and food and all kinds of other stuff. So you guys can click the link in the show notes to join the group chat. And there's almost like a thousand of you in there, which is like literally insane. But don't get overwhelmed. It's not like you're getting a thousand text messages. It's all inside of an app called Geneva. It's super well organized and it's tons of fun. So click the link in the show notes and join the group chat. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your family, to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. I think it is safe to say that I am exhausted, okay? I just got off the train literally a couple hours ago from a weekend in New York City, and I'm sitting here in our third bedroom. I'm drinking a glass of kombucha. I've got my little twin flames hoodie and matching sweatpants on not to derail a conversation but first off I've been really into just kind of upping my loungewear game and everything in my closet just kind of needed a refresh okay 
And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get like a little sweat set. And I'm wearing this thing nonstop. If you Snapchat me, I'm probably in this. If you see me on Instagram and I'm in my house, I'm probably in this. If I open the door and you're standing there, you're going to see me in this freaking black twin flames, find your soulmate, whatever the heck the back says, sweatshirt. I've been living in it. It's so nice. I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. Anyway, that's what I look like right now. Hair is freshly washed, which we love. And I'm just ready to chill with you guys, hang out, recap my weekend, and then talk about being a mini adult. This past weekend, I took a trip to New York City with my sisters. And we did a trip like this probably, I think it was 2017. So it would have been five years ago. Guys, 2017 was actually six years ago. That's confusing. Feels like it was yesterday, but whatever. Um, We took a trip like this for my 17th birthday, and it was one of my favorite memories that I have with my sisters. So when we started talking about taking another trip, I got super, super pumped because whenever the three of us are together, we just have the best time. And I knew that now as young adults rather than teenagers, it would just be probably more fun. And I was right. So when we went in 2017, we did like the Brooklyn Bridge. I think we did the Empire State Building. We did a lot of touristy things. Like we went to the Glossier store. No, maybe we didn't. I don't know. We've done sister trips to New York a handful of times. But anyway, the 2017 one's super memorable. And this one is super memorable too. And I figured that I'd recap like my top three moments from the trip because obviously the whole thing was great. I could talk about the whole thing for hours, but I won't waste too much time talking about it. But I know that you guys do like life updates. And ever since I started to kind of include little anecdotes from my week, you guys seem to really enjoy that part. So so in no particular order, one of my favorite moments from the weekend was the fact that we went to a Taylor Swift themed, I'll call it a club, but it was really just like a venue with a DJ, but it felt like a club. And literally, this guy has such a genius business model. His whole thing is called like Taylor Swift Night or something like that. And he just goes around to clubs and venues and he's basically just a dude with an aux cord and a fire Taylor Swift playlist. And he charges like $40 for you to walk through the door and you just sing Taylor Swift songs all night long. We had a blast. It was so much fun. But the whole time I was just like, he's not mixing anything. These aren't like SoundCloud remixes. It's nothing different. Like there's nothing that I couldn't do on my own phone, but he just charged us for it. And we're in a venue with like a thousand people who also like Taylor Swift. And the whole time I was just like, this guy's got it figured out. So anyway, that was one of my favorite experiences that we did together was the Taylor Swift night. It was super fun. Another cool moment was not with my sisters, but rather a new friend. Um, Similar to the Nashville trip, I'm just kind of like meeting more podcast listeners and I guess I'll just call you guys friends now too. I, I feel like as soon as we take it off the internet and we actually meet in person, it's like, oh, this is a real person who yeah listens to my show but obviously reached out because she had something in common with me so I met up with my new friend Alex and we grabbed coffee and just talked about work we talked about life we compared our you know college experiences and and I walked away from that coffee date with a 
really fun idea that I feel like you guys might enjoy too. And this kind of ties into the theme of adulting too. But as a young professional, I think it's really easy to feel like your voice isn't valued and feel like maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome. And so Alex and I were kind of talking about this and then we started talking about LinkedIn and how a lot of voices on LinkedIn are Gen Z people as well. And just because you post on LinkedIn, it doesn't mean that you have to be an executive at a company. Literally anyone can post on LinkedIn. So we both decided, we both agreed that we would post on LinkedIn every day for the next 30 days and just see what happens. And it's all about expanding our personal brand, kind of just finding our voice on a different platform. Obviously, I feel confident here on the podcast. I feel confident on Instagram, but LinkedIn in my head is like a whole different ballgame when in reality, it's not that much different than anything that I currently do. So why not just challenge myself to post on LinkedIn every day for 30 days? So that is what I'm doing. I encourage you guys to join us too if you're a young professional just trying to work on finding your voice, finding your footing there. This is weird, but I'll have my LinkedIn linked in the show notes and you guys can follow me on LinkedIn and we can like inspire each other, drop a comment on my post. I'll engage with you, you can engage with me, and we can all just like girl boss together. My last favorite moment from my New York trip would probably have to be a very spontaneous dinner that was kind of out of our our typical like our typical box, okay? Marley knew that it was restaurant week in New York, so she just kind of looked through the list of restaurant week restaurants and just to kind of see like something new that we could try any fun deals and we found a place called prohibition and this place has live music every single night i'm not sure if she knew that this band specifically was playing but she just made a reservation at the stage table which is literally there's only two stage tables there's one to the left one to the right and she booked his reservation at the stage table. We walked in and it's this band called, I think it was Victor's Vintage Vipers. I think Victor's Vintage Vipers. Um, and it was so good. It was like a jazz band and they were just playing all these old songs. They sang like Elvis and just a bunch of like really fun oldies. And we had a blast. There are these guys that I guess are kind of like groupies of this band. And we joked around that it's like their Sunday fun day. And these men, they're like old men. They're probably like 80s, probably not 90s. They couldn't be nice. 70s and 80s, I'd say. And they just obviously have been like drinking all afternoon and all evening. And they're asking every young woman in the bar to dance with them. Obviously, Lexi and I took them up on their offer and we danced with them. It was hilarious. I posted a video of Lexi dancing with this one guy on my Instagram story. So if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw it. It was just, it was like something out of an SNL skit. And we were just like pissing ourselves laughing so hard at this guy dancing. Um, and then some guy asked to dance with me. And literally, they the band could not have picked a longer song to sing. I swear it was like a five minute song. It was sweet, sweet old man. But, um, and it's so innocent too. Like I wasn't going to turn down these old men. It's one thing if like guys my age maybe come up and they're like, oh, you wanted, well, I'd say yes then too. But like, it was just old men. Like it was just this cute old guy. Like I couldn't say no to him. And so I just danced with him. And then he was like, oh, I'm from France. I'm a dance teacher. 
I'm not sure if any of that was true. He definitely was from France, but I'm not sure if he was a dance teacher. But anyway, it was just tons of fun. No one was expecting to have like a cool jazz band that night. Also, the food was like really, really good. And our waitress was like, you guys, if you liked this, you would love Friday and Saturday nights because we have like true artists come. Like one guy that was there on Friday, like just got signed by Sony and just a whole bunch of other stuff. So she was like, if you liked this, come back. In a nutshell, those were three top moments from my trip to New York over the weekend. Honorable mention though would have to be the Friends experience. If you're a fan of Friends, you have to find a Friends experience. I think it's coming to Philly next month, maybe like Texas in the spring, I don't really know, but it was all kinds of Friends memorabilia and and props and they had all the different sets and it was just super, super cool. One thing that I've quickly learned about adulthood is that you are entirely responsible for taking care of yourself. And when you're kind of tossed into the real world, a lot of things, including healthy habits, kind of go by the wayside because you're just trying to figure everything out. But it doesn't have to be this way. One product that has absolutely changed the game for me when it comes to taking care of myself, when it comes to healthy habits, is Athletic Greens AG1. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every single day. I take my AG1 first thing in the morning and it makes me feel like I've actually done something good for my body before the day even starts. It's improved my gut health, increased my energy, supported my immune system. AG1 is a powerhouse because it's super easy to fit into your lifestyle. It's just one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. That's it. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give you major benefits. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash 8020. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash 8020. Check it out. So to kind of get into our segments, my high from the past week would definitely have to be my New York trip, which I just recapped for you guys. But my low would definitely have to be the fact that I just cannot shake the feeling of burning the candle at both ends, feeling really overwhelmed by like the smallest tasks. And I hate to use the term burnout. And I know that I've said that on a ton of different episodes, but I am using it now. I am burned out. I took time off after the holidays And I thought that I would come back feeling really energized and feeling better. And honestly, I just don't, period. Like I, I didn't work at all for like 10 days after Christmas. And I had like a couple meetings here and there, but if it's like two hours, I don't really qualify it as like working. But yeah, I just, I'm, I'm bummed and I'm mad that I feel this way because I love what I do and I just feel like I don't have a creative bone left in my body. I just feel like I am pulled in different directions. And and it's not just with my job either. It's with my side hustle, which I guess we could consider the podcast my side hustle, Instagram my side hustle. I feel stressed and anxious when it comes to just doing like little tasks. I'm not going to spend too much time complaining and too much time on the lows because I feel like this is definitely just a season. I kind of just feel really fatigued in like all areas of life and I say it all the time but you can't pour from an empty cup and I'm to the point now where I'm like oh well I don't even have time to fill my own cup. 
which totally isn't true, but I just feel that way. So anyway, I'm not going to go too much deeper into the lows, but I'm just feeling like the candle has been burned at both ends. There's no candle left. So that's kind of like a good segue into some of the topics that we're going to talk about today, because ultimately I don't have it all figured out. I hope that I've never claimed to have it all figured out because that is the furthest thing from the truth. I decided that now would be a good time to record this episode specifically because it's been almost a year like to the date of when I started my current job. And then along with starting this job, kind of kickstarted my adult life. So if you've listened to the podcast, I'll keep this kind of backstory brief, but when I got this job offer... I was living at home with my parents and I got this job offer in a new city, which was like two hours from where I was living at the time. And so I did everything that you do when you get a job offer. You like look for a place, you move everything, you just pick up your whole life and you start a new life somewhere else. And in kind of one fell swoop, it's like in the best way, the rug was ripped out from underneath me and I was just thrown into this fire of real life and I think of the quote from friends where Monica's like welcome to the real world it sucks and it's just kind of funny because now we're like talking about doing taxes and like renewing leases and you know car payments and all this other stuff and insurance and I'm just like when did I become when did I start doing this when did I start saying things like follow up and circle back on this when did I become an adult? And I think it's kind of like a slow roll and one day you're just like, oh shit, I am like, I'm making dinner and I'm going to bed at 8.30 because I have work tomorrow and okay, I'm, I'm an adult. Within the past year, I've had a great time and although I just talked about kind of feeling burnt out, I don't think that I would, I, I know that I wouldn't trade what I have for anything because it's been so much fun and I've definitely learned a thing or two over the past year and although I don't have it all figured out, although life is far, far from perfect, I definitely think that I have some advice or maybe like a tip or a trick or like even a hot take that I feel like I could pass along to you. So like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I asked you guys in the 8020 group chat to ask me questions and our first question is from Becca and she says, hey Lily, For the adulting Q&A, I would love some tips on healthy eating while I work a 9 to 5 and going to exercise classes in the evening. I feel like I never have time in the evening to cook a healthy meal. I also feel lost when it comes to healthy snacks throughout the day. Thank you and I look forward to the episode. This is such a legit question because this is the constant toss-up that I have in my head every single, like almost every single day. Do I work out in the morning and cook dinner? Or do I work out after work and eat leftovers? That's literally the conversation that I have in my head all week long. And I think it definitely takes some pre-planning or maybe some meal prepping to be able to do both. Because unless you have someone that's already prepared dinner for you when you come home from an evening workout class, this is like almost impossible. I'm not saying that it can't be done, but I'm saying that it's impossible. Let me paint this picture for you. Say you get off work right at 5. Say your workout class starts at 5.30. You have 30 minutes to drive to the gym, change. Maybe you eat like a Go Macro bar or something in between. Um, If you need like a little something something. You do your workout class. Let's say it's an hour. You're done at 6.30. Get back to the locker room. Gather your things. 
head out to your car. It's 6.40, give or take 15, 20 minutes to get home. It's 7. Okay, and then let's say you want to grab a quick shower and then you start making dinner. Even if dinner takes 30 minutes, you're not eating until 8. That's like really late, in my opinion, to have dinner. And although there's nothing wrong with that, it's just like, goodness gracious, you've been going all day and like you haven't eaten yet. That's insane. So trust me, I understand the feeling firsthand. I've lived it. It's a constant toss-up all the time for me. So this is one big reason why I work out in the morning and that's just to give me flexibility in the evening. Like, yeah, it really sucks being at the gym at 5.30, but the flexibility that it gives me on the back end of my day is worth the early wake up. Another alternative would be to meal prep earlier in the week or maybe on Sunday. So maybe cook like a big pot of soup or chili or something. So on the days when you do have an evening workout, you can come home to dinner and just toss in the microwave or put it on the stove while you shower. Um, I definitely think that this is tricky. Another thing too is you could plan evening workouts on, this only works if you have a roommate, but if you and your roommate like similar things or you guys maybe alternate who makes dinner when, you could just be like, hey, I'm going to go to yoga on Tuesday evening. Do you mind making dinner then? And just like keeping me a plate for when I get home. That's what Lexi and I will do sometimes and that works out pretty well. Next question comes from Laura and she says, hey Lily, any tips on budgeting? For when you first start living on your own or with a roommate in an apartment, I'm moving out to go to university next year. Okay, first off, super exciting. When you first move out to college, I think it's a little bit different than, I don't know, it just depends on where you go to school, but it is a little bit different than renting when you have a full-time job. But one thing kind of remains the same, like the money has to come from somewhere. So are you relying on student loans or another outside source for living expenses? Are you working while you're in school? Or are you moving out to work a full-time job and the money's coming from there? It just kind of depends. I do have to admit, I'm not super sophisticated when it comes to this stuff. So I'm just going to share what's worked for me. But I definitely think like talking to someone who, I don't want to say I'm bad at finances. I'm like fine with money, but there's definitely people who are better than me at this kind of stuff. But when you're considering moving out, obviously you have to first create a budget and you have to weigh how much is coming in versus how much is going out. So when you're making this budget, and honestly, there's like really simple budgeting worksheets available on like Pinterest or like an Excel spreadsheet template. But in my opinion, like rent and utilities, they're kind of always first because you have to have a place to live. So figure out how much you can afford in rent. And then don't forget about other essentials too, like food, for example. Like what's your food budget for the week? What's realistic for you? If you have roommates, are you guys splitting the grocery bill or are you each on your own? I don't know what other like little things am I forgetting? I did like a whole spreadsheet when I first was considering moving out and I was like, okay, how much do I need to make to actually live and not be totally rent broke so I need to put x towards savings and then I can put y towards like the cost of living and then I can use z as my spending money the other thing too is there's always these like little expenses that you don't think about when it comes to moving in and living on your own like toilet paper or like scotch tape or even like the cost of moving your furniture are you renting a u-haul are you gonna move it on your own like what is going on here so I think that if you're just moving out to university I would definitely first talk to your parents and be like 
what's the situation going to be like if you're moving from university or from living with your parents out into the real world and you do have a full-time job, you do have a set income coming in, it's probably a little bit easier to figure out what you can afford versus what you can't. So I would definitely say it's different for everybody, but I would say talk to someone who can kind of advise you in your specific situation because there's tons of different factors. Just as kind of a little bit of a tangent, but um, when I went to IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, there's something, a tool that they use called the Wheel of Life, and on this, it's basically a circle graph, and there's, I think, 12 different sections, and each of them is a different area of your life that has to do with wellness, and something on the wheel was financial wellness, and I was super uncomfortable with all the financial wellness things because I just, I don't know, I think I was just a little young. Even though it was like two years ago, I just definitely, I don't know, it just kind of like made me uncomfortable and I, and I didn't really like it. But I would definitely say that financial wellness is something that I want to prioritize this year. I think that I've kind of found my footing a little bit and I would love to learn more about different methods that I can use to make my money go further, make my money make money, investments, etc. Yeah, I don't know, that's just kind of a little little bit of a tangent, but I think now I'm just in a position where I want to be smarter with the money that I make, and that's kind of exciting that I do get to do that. So I'll keep you guys posted kind of in that realm, but um, I definitely think this is something that I want to learn more about and then speak to. But to kind of answer your question, kind of round out this little segment, definitely create a simple budget and figure out what's coming in versus what's going out. This question comes from Lindsay and she says, do you have any tips on job searching? I feel like there's so many different things that I want to do, so I'm overwhelmed when it comes to looking. I don't know what jobs to even look up. How do I know if something's right for me? And how do I deal with job rejection? I would definitely say LinkedIn and Indeed are good places to job search, but if you don't even know what you want to do, it's going to be really hard to find something that you want to apply for. So what I was doing when I was looking for a job was I went to some of my favorite companies or companies that I liked and I just went to the bottom of their website and I tapped on the bottom like footer and where it says either careers or employment and I just clicked that and I read through what types of positions they were hiring for. Even if I didn't apply to work at that specific company, because I knew that I liked the company, I would probably have something in common with the positions that they were hiring for and so I would kind of start to get an idea of what I was looking for. When I was in my job searching process, I just kind of wrote down different titles that sounded like something that I would be interested in, different bullet points of, you know, day-to-day tasks that I would be interested in completing and kind of just like building, in my opinion, what I think would be a good role for me and then on LinkedIn, I would search these different job titles that I found on the websites of some of my favorite companies. So that I think is a really good way to initiate your job search and eventually you just get better at finding what might work for you and what doesn't work for you. How to know if a role is right for you. Honestly, there's no way to know until you're actually in the job. Like the the job description could be maybe like a quarter of what you're actually doing and the job might even like evolve into something completely different or maybe it is truly just what's in the description 
and it's a really like cut and dry position. There, there's no string from the typical traditional template, but you don't know until you're in the position. So how do you know if it's right for you? Um, trust your gut, I would say. If you're, if you're given an offer and you're not sure if you should take it, trust your gut. And how to deal with job rejection. Uh, don't get attached. If you are job searching and you're like, oh my gosh, I found the perfect role. It's in the perfect city with the perfect salary and it's the perfect, you know, day-to-day task list. And then you start like searching for apartments and you're, you know, trying to crunch the numbers and figure out if you can live in this one. And, you know, if you get a roommate, you can live in that one. And then you're on roommate finder and you're like, I might move here. You know, I'm just waiting to hear back. And then all of a sudden you get an email that's like, oh, I'm sorry, we've decided to move in a different direction. Then you're like, shit, what am I supposed to do now? Don't get attached. It's like, it's like don't name the puppy. You know, if you're not going to keep it, don't name the puppy, okay? Don't get attached to a job that you don't have. Until you've signed the contract, like offer letter in hand, contract is signed, you don't have the job. Kind of similar to like, I think it's Nick Vile who makes those TikToks and he's like, just because he holds your hand doesn't mean that he's your boyfriend. Like, same situation here, okay? Next question was just kind of like an overarching theme. A lot of people ask this, um, but how to make friends as an adult. This could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. So I will try to keep this one brief, but I definitely think that making friends as an adult is one of like the weirdest things I've ever participated in because you're not really given a template. I was having a conversation the other day with a friend and I met this friend at a bar and had it not been for a couple tequila shots, I probably wouldn't be friends with this person. And we were talking about how you kind of automatically are forced to be friends with people who are in the communities that you're in. For example, if you're in a sorority, you're probably going to be friends with the girls in your sorority. Growing up, you are kind of forced to be friends with the kids on your soccer team if you played soccer. You're friends with your mom's friends' kids, that kind of stuff. But then out of school, as an adult, you're kind of just like expected to like network and make friends. But then it's like, how do you network? You, you don't. I guess you go to a bar and you like just chat it up with people. But that's not necessarily a guaranteed way to make friends either. It's very rare to make friends truly at a bar. So I think, yeah, like going out and having fun is a good place to meet people. Is it the best place to meet like your best friends? Probably not. But I think to you spending time in, let's call them extracurricular activities that you enjoy. For example, maybe if you like yoga, start going to a yoga studio near you, chat it up with the instructors, maybe chat it up with other students. Um, stay after class, get there early, involve yourself in the different events that they have going on. I think gyms are just a really good place to meet people. Same thing goes with like book clubs or running clubs or I don't know, I feel like physical activity is always a good way to meet people. It's like that scene in Legally Blonde where she's like, people who are People who work out are happy. I just always feel like people who are involved in like physical exercise are relatively friendly and so I'm like not afraid to chat it up with people. So I would definitely say that going out and going to the gym have brought me some of my friends. So if you don't like either of those activities, um, find an activity that you do like and see who you meet. Last question comes from Amber and she said, hey, I would love for you to talk about how you manage having your own house slash apartment. Um, as I struggle to make it mine and keep it organized. 
This is a great question. Um, so I rent and we're actually not allowed to hang anything on the walls. And so it looks like bare bones in here. It definitely does not look the way that I wish it looked. Um, and we also don't really have a very large furniture budget. So we've kind of just been making do with the furniture that we have. We've, you know, gotten a couple pieces here and there, but it doesn't look like something out of a magazine. It's just kind of our first little apartment. So in the sense of like just making it yours, I think you just kind of have to like make do with what you have. Don't be afraid to look at like secondhand stores or Facebook marketplace. If you're like me where you can't put things on the wall, are there like other things that you can do to kind of make your space your own or like carpets might make it feel cozier. Just finding like little ways to add personal touches without breaking the rules I think is really important. I definitely think that this year a priority for me would have to be making the space feel more like a home because I don't really think it does. We've been here for about a year but I still wouldn't say that it's how I want it to be. So that's definitely on the to-do list this year. Um, and then as far as keeping it organized, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not the best at this. Lexi is kind of like, she's really good at keeping this place organized. Um, I am definitely way less flexible than she is, so I'm super happy that I'll come home sometimes and she's like picked up the living room. I would definitely say that I'm good at keeping the kitchen clean. I always prioritize making sure that I've done the dishes and even if I don't have time to actually put them away, they're like clean and drying by the sink or, you know, the fork is in the dishwasher. Um, so splitting things between roommates, I think is really, really helpful. And just understanding with your roommate that like, you know, sometimes you might be running late or they might be, be running late and I might leave something in the sink. And like, if that bothers you, you're just going to have to get over it. Um, I also think that having some sort of dedicated cleaning day is super important. So a lot of people talk about doing a Sunday reset, but I personally prefer like a Thursday or a Friday reset because then you're not like dedicating an entire Sunday to cleaning your house. You can just do like a little bit every night throughout the week and then maybe pick one weekday evening where maybe you cook a nice dinner, you like pour yourself a glass of wine and then you spend like 45 minutes to an hour just picking up your house. I think that's really important. Just kind of keep in the back of your mind that the more you pick up after yourself throughout the day, the less you'll have to do later on. But in the same breath, if things start to get wild and out of control, that's okay too. But like catch it early. Don't let things literally pile up. Um, be like, okay, you know, by this weekend, I'm going to have all the laundry done and put away. Granted, by, you know, Monday or Tuesday the next week, you might have laundry rotating through again, but at least it's done for like a day and then you can like make it messy again. It's definitely an ongoing thing. It's an endless cycle of laundry and dishes and vacuuming the house and just getting shit done. But once again, that's just part of adulting that you just kind of like learn to juggle. Um, but I definitely think like prioritizing picking up after yourself and then maybe prioritizing like one or two other items. For me, that's making sure that I always have clean sheets and clean pillowcases. So I wash my sheets like once a week and my pillowcases like every three days. 
And then I always make sure or at least try to make sure that I don't leave dishes in the sink because coming home to dishes in the sink is like, in my opinion, one of the nastiest things. All right, you guys. So that is it for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star rate and review and that just helps more people find and listen to the show. Love you guys lots. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you next Thursday. Bye.